Welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. I'm Bill Kasky. I am Brian Neal. And we will be your hosts for today's episode. Before we start today, if you're interested in uh, some products, you can go to our products page on advancedsellingpodcast.com. We have one called All In. It's a comprehensive training solution for salespeople. It's audio. I heard a guy last week, I was uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, yep. and uh, one of the guys came up to me and said, I love your All In package. He, oh, that's nice. He actually bought it, and uh, some of the sales team listens to it as well, so nice. uh, thanks for that. So that about does it for, oh, that's, <laughs> that's the outro. That's the outro. Yes, that is the outro. So, so you were, you were uh, vacationing well, we, we were, or on a trip? Yeah, what well, um, we were talking last show, as we were recording last show, a little bit about vacations. We mentioned, we talked about pool and that sort uh-huh. of thing. And you asked if we ever pulled over in a roadside place to eat when we were little kids. Oh, yeah. Right? We go on yeah. vacations yeah. back in the day in the 60s and 70s. You didn't really, there weren't a lot of fast food restaurants. And so, yeah, pulled over those things. Well, um, we had a rule when we went on vacation with my dad. We had a um, Oldsmobile custom cruiser, which a lot of people did with wood paneling, blue in the sides. And um, we were only allowed to eat out one time per day, mm-hmm. one time per day total. And all the other meals had to be prepared um, outside of that. So we, uh, stayed with their five kids, two parents in one hotel room. That's seven people, which wow. is illegal, wow. but who's counting? Mm-hmm. Most of us are kids. And my dad brought a, um, and my stepmom brought a fry skillet so that we could make breakfast things. Right. Because that's what you do when you, when you only have, have one, one meal, one meal yeah, and it's right. not breakfast, you got to make your own breakfast. So we're staying at a holiday Inn in Navarre beach, Florida, which is by Pensacola, Florida. And, uh, I'm uh, 14 at the time which is socially a mortifying time, right? Were you the oldest? Your parents, I was the oldest, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm down at the video game section early <laughs> in the morning because I'm trying to get away from everybody. Open that tequila now, yeah. would you? And all, of a, sudden, long story, all of a sudden, the fire alarm in the entire hotel uh, goes off. And you knew who it was, didn't you? I go upstairs. <laughs> the entire floor that we were staying on is full of smoke. And my dad was cooking sausage on the fry skillet. And it is fully, like, it wasn't flaming, but did, it was full of smoke. The room was full of smoke. Does he even know the alarm? Oh, going on. oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, so we, uh, not, uh, needless to say, just about got kicked out and made a rule that we could eat out a little bit more than one time. <laughs> yeah, that gets so, you up to two. Yeah, it? if you're ever going, if you've got any funny vacation stories, I love to hear vacation stories about everyone's got them, right? Everyone's got them. That's so good. Um, and there's a new vacation movie out, by the way. Is there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see yeah. it. I Reviews? Uh, don't know. Vacation yeah. movie. It's if you're a Chevy Chase fan from the old days, vacation is one of the greatest movies. You just got to be careful of reviews, though. I, I, we I, I seen a movie the other night. Yeah. It was a, got a 33 on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was a great Isn't movie. Isn't that true? So, anyway, it's yeah. very good. So. Hey, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about, uh, we were talking about stamp, stamps.com and how I was struggling trying to get this yes. postage machine returned. And What's his name again? Uh, Hassel, Hassel, Hassler. The Hassler. The Hassler. The Hassler. So we finally got, uh, Travis finally got a date. So we're going to be sending that thing back here in the next couple months. But uh, and, and they charge you a end of contract thing. If you send it in early, they charge you hundreds of dollars, which I did not know when I signed up for it. So I this whole thing either. has turned into a massive hassle, Hassler. And so Hassler is <clears> done. Hassler's done. I'm going to stamps.com. That's exactly right. Uh, if you didn't know, stamps.com turns your PC or your Mac into your own pro, uh, personal post office that doesn't close. You can go uh, there any time of day, three in the morning, come home, had a couple of uh, Jack Daniels through a straw. You want to uh. print out some stamps? <laughs> away you go. 
Yeah, we've got a promo. So here's the deal. Uh, right now, use our promo code Advanced Selling for the special offer, and here's what you get. Listen closely. No risk trial offer. That means if it doesn't work, money back. We're good. That's clean. That's great. Here's what's better: a hundred and ten dollar bonus offer that gives you a digital scale that mm-hmm. you're now returning for a fee. Mm-hmm. This is free. This comes with the with the uh, with the offer. It includes a digital scale, cal- calculates all the exact postage for your letters, packages, that sort of thing, and you get fifty five dollars of free postage just because you're friends of the Advanced Selling Podcast. Awesome. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in advanced selling that stamps.com enter advanced selling do that right now well here's the uh topic today we um you know brian and i are all we're out doing our training thing and coaching and and we're out uh, all over the all over the u.s it seems like doing that and occasionally it's nice to step back and say, Brian, what are you working on? What's interesting to you? Yeah. What's resonating with you right now? Whether it's with clients, with yourself, with content, with with ideas about what the training world is going to look like. Yeah. And so we uh, want to do that today a little bit. And these are just some, maybe give you a little insight into what we are thinking and how we're doing our business and some of the things that we're teaching, et cetera. So I thought it would be good to hear what you're working on and I'll share with you what I'm thinking I think about. it's great. And I also think this is a great exercise for salespeople that are listening to this because I think we get so wrapped up in the tactical side of selling. Yeah. We never step back and think about what's going on in the world around yeah. us. And so I think this was when you came up with this topic, this is really fun and a great way to expand thought. So mm-hmm. if I'm a listener and you're listening, you're driving around listening to us, think about this as something to motivate and inspire you to expand your thinking past what you do in your day-to-day. That's good. In your no, territory. Good, good yeah. exercise for a sales meeting or just Wonderful. a friend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've got three things here. All right. You want me to take one? Go first. Okay. Here's something I'm really intrigued by. And I just got off a coaching call today uh, about it. And uh, it's the subject of open employment or tour of duty, open employment or tour of duty. And here's what this means. I'm sure you've had this happen. Uh, You've got a salesperson who's uh, unhappy. Okay. Right. Haven't been uh, happy. Maybe they think their commission's too low. Don't like their territory or they just, they're not challenged anymore. They're kind of bored and they come to you and say, Bill, I'm not sure I like it here anymore. Right. And it's kind of a conflict of interest for us. We got to be careful with that. We can't coach them out and have them leave. It's weird for us. Right. Um, So you were coaching the company of who the salesperson worked for. Yeah. And this, that was just a generic deal. That didn't, that's not what happened today. Okay. Um, So um, what usually happens in job finding is someone gets disenchanted with their current job. They go on Indeed.com or Career Builder and they look for a job mm-hmm. and they don't tell anyone. They take personal days off to go do that, right? Well, I'm taking a personal day. Well, no, I'm sick. You know, and you're sick and you're wearing a three-piece suit and have mm-hmm. a leather binder. Mm-hmm. Something's up. <laughs> um, and then, uh, lo and behold, they walk into the sales manager's office or the VP of sales like you, Bill, and I say, uh, uh, well, I got some news for you. I'm leaving, yeah. right? And sh- slide the thing over. So, and then the sales VP scrambling, they try to save them, right? Well, what if we gave you 20 grand more or whatever? So right. I think that whole process is broken and flawed. I agree. Um, I think the better way to do that, and you have to apply the concepts that we talk about here of abundance and detachment to employment to make this work. Uh, millennials are nomads. They move around. Mm-hmm. They're not the loyal type of people that generation uh not even Xers are, but more like baby boomers are. Seven jobs, I think it's seven companies in 12 years is the average, from from 22 to 34. Wow, so we know this is going on. So instead of fighting it and always getting these surprises and that sort of thing, why don't we just have an open employment arrangement or a tour of duty that says, you're a young person, you're 26, Bill, I know you're probably not gonna retire here. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have a great relationship for the three to five years that's likely that you're gonna be here. 
as soon as you start to think about doing something new, you come and tell me, I'll give you the space to do that. In return, you give me the same work ethic and same level of effort. I'll look when you're ready to go to hire your replacement while you're here. You'll overlap, you'll help train, then we'll send you on your way. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that feels awesome. Yeah. But I, yeah. I'm just really intrigued I think by that idea. You attract good people. Yes. Uh, you attract, and I think while they're there, they're going to give you more because of that, aren't yeah. they? I mean, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Because I'm engaged. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I'm truly engaged. Almost out of like, you don't want to be guilty, but yeah, right. you, you want to perform for someone that's going to be that nice to you. Right. Help you. And I think people will stay around longer because of that. I do too. I, I think really that's do. kind of the ultimate is, is that people will say, well, wait a minute, I've got it so good because it's the next job, it's not going to be like that. No, no. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. like that. Have you run that past sales leaders or I CEOs? Yeah. I've actually had one instance where they took me up on it mm-hmm. on, and I was sort of coaching both sides and I felt stuck in the middle and it was a, it made it a little easier because the salesperson was going to be a stay-at-home mom instead of going to sell for a competitor. I just think that naturally yeah. just made yeah. it yeah. easier because there wasn't this like freak out about competition. And I just told them both, I'm like, you, you know, you want to go do this for your family, which is great. And we don't want you to leave until we have someone. So why don't you both just talk about it? And they did. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was absolutely what she trained her replacement for three weeks. She felt great leaving. We felt great. There was no, there was, it was There's no wonderful. drama. No, yeah. no, it yeah. took about, it was like a two month process. It was wonderful. And you talk about the living, the concept of abundance Full on. for the for the employer, it's yes. the, the, this is how much we believe in abundance. As we know, we'd love it if you were here for 40 years, but it's unlikely. And yes. cite some statistics and say, yep. so in keeping with that, in keeping with acknowledging the truth, here's the way we work. That's right. Yeah, I love that. That's Fun, good. Huh? Yeah. I'd like to hear from sales leaders or CEOs, presidents who listen to see what they think of that. You know, there was, did you see the story about the guy who raised everybody's salary to 70 I did. grand? I did. Yeah, we probably should do that on another podcast, but that didn't turn out very well. Whoopsie for him. daisy. Ooh, yeah. Whoopsie daisy. <clears throat> All sounded good on paper until Doesn't the it? until the person who'd been there for seven years was making the same exact amount as the person who'd been there for four months. Exactly. Hey, the person like for that. four months was coming in at nine and leaving at two. <laughs> Yeah, right. And the right. person for seven years is busting their tail. So, yeah. but the point is there's another yeah, way to do that. And is. that's what you just talked about yeah, is that open so. employment yeah. to our duty. Yeah. Um, here's one I'm working on and thinking about a little bit. I really haven't done anything with it other than run it past some people that I've coached. And that is, um, is what role does unconditional self-acceptance play in our ability to achieve, to take risks, mm. to try new things in the marketplace, to sell? Yeah. Um, because we, it seems like we've all grown up with this conditional acceptance, which is you're a good kid when you get, get A's, you're a good kid when you make the football team. Mm. And, and I know that parents say, oh no, we unconditionally love our kids. Yeah. But we conditionally treat our kids differently when uh, good do. things happen versus well. bad you're things right. happen. Interesting. And so then the question is, okay, that starts a process in your mind when you're six or eight or 10 years old is that I have to do in order to be. Yeah. And then how far does that go into your twenties and thirties and forties and say, geez, if I don't make this sale, he's my manager is going to be mad and I'm going to be frustrated with myself. And yep. so then that's when that, that journey of unconditional uh, or conditional acceptance happens where if I get to sale, I'm feeling good. If yeah. I don't, I'm feeling bad. Yeah. That's super powerful. I had a coaching session today. One of the top salespeople I've coached for years, top super high performer year after year after year, just got called out at her company meeting by the president for the amount of growth that she's had this mm-hmm. year. And today she talked about, she's trying to sell this one particular product and not having success. 
And she said, it's, it's, it's killing this strong word. She said, it's hurting my self-confidence. I'm, I, I'm wondering if it's me. And so that's, it's just what you said. It's mm-hmm. conditional acceptance. So when she's, she gets all these accolades for doing well, but in this area, she's not because she's not selling this one product. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it doesn't make her a bad salesperson or a bad no. person at all. Quite the opposite. Just there's a little modification. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. So this whole idea of unconditional yeah. self-acceptance is how do you, you know, how do you talk about it? How do you get it? I don't know if something you just read a book and get, I, you yeah. know, maybe it's something you listen to this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast and get. Over and over. Back over masking. And over. Periscope. Yep. Yep. Right. Backwards, forwards. <clears throat> 2X, 10X, 1X. Right. Yep. Run really fast on the treadmill and listen to us at 6X. I wonder, I wonder if my guy who does 2X can write 2X. <laughs> I was wondering notes. that the last, we last told, you told him to take notes in the last episode. Great question. So anyway, okay. unconditional self-acceptance. Like think it. about that. I and like then, it. And then think about when you're in that mode where you're kind of wound up inside because of the way external things are happening yeah. and check out to see if that's really at the heart of it. Mm, I, I think that. it might be. Well done. Uh, here's one. Kind of feels like a dovetail, dovetails, dovetails. Mm-hmm. Uh, dove's tail off my first one. And that was, um, generational blind spots, generational blind spots. This is where I've got gen X, I've got gen Y, I've got millennials, I've got baby boomers all working together. And what blind spots do we have with one another? Okay. Cause right now the millennials are getting the rub cause all the old people are going, these damn millennials, they're all entitled. Da, da, da. Well, you know what? We've got our own flaws too. Right. Generation right. Xers are selfish. We're selfish that we, we think we're right all the time. That's mm-hmm. like a rub on it, right? Um, baby boomers don't take enough risk. They're always conservative and hesitant. Mm-hmm. So we've all got these blind spots. And I'm really intrigued by how all that comes together in the workplace. How do the blind spots, so how does the millennial not or better understand, either not understand or get better to yeah. understand yeah. the perspective of the Gen <laughs> X person? Does that make sense? And now you're laughing. Are you laughing I'm at laughing. me or with me? No, I'm laughing because me. when you're telling that story, I was thinking about my daughter. <laughs> I gotta see how if I can tell this in, without uh, throwing anybody under the bus. Yeah. My daughter had a person who was working for her just started. Yeah. And they did a phone call, a group phone call, teleconference, where they were each talking about what they were working on. Well, this person that just started is still an entry-level person, so yeah. was working on some rather mundane things. And so they went around the room and said, okay, you know, Joanna, what are you working on? Jeremy, what are you working on? They got to this person and this person says, I'm just sitting here doing these reports day in, day out. <laughs> Wonderful. And how do you really my feel? My daughter, and this person reported to my daughter and my daughter's yeah. boss called my daughter in after the call and said, you got to coach her up on you that. Think? That was awful. Yeah, but not good. if you're not aware, right? you know, she was just sitting there doing these reports, but yes. not the time to. And what's funny is her generation people might be on her side. Like, yeah. well, that sucks. Where a Generation X or, <laughs> right. or a baby boomer are like, what the hell? Get up. Yeah, what? Come, come on. on. Be Get proud up. of yeah, this. Exactly. Funny. Uh, that's funny. And then uh, the last one I had, I think we only have time for one more, maybe. Did you do two? I did. I have one more, too. Okay. The one I have here is, uh, is the idea muscle. Ah. And the idea muscle is that uh, thing where you're driving down the road and you're kind of half awake, hopefully more than half awake because you're driving. <laughs> driving or with your knee, your, texting, drinking coffee, half awake. You've got your uh, chauffeur driving. I've never done that. Um, <laughs> and something comes to you. Oh, God, you know, what? wouldn't it be cool if, if we could create something like Apple does where they do this and do that? Oh, that would be kind of cool. I think yeah. our clients would like that. Oh, you know, we got to stop and get a donut. I'm, I, where's the next Starbucks? <laughs> and it just goes away. Yeah. And we don't work our idea muscle. Nope. And I think our instincts are so intuitive to to look out in the future and say, hey, you saw this and you saw that. Maybe those two things could work together and we don't use them. And I I was at a client last week and one of the guys said, 
we have so many ideas here, but they, they come and go so quickly. Yeah. And there's this concept called con- concentricity. And wow. concentricity is where if I have an idea and I do nothing with it, I'm going to have fewer ideas in the future. Really? Because my my belief set is just that, well, I'm not going to produce any more ideas because you, you don't they do anything disappear. with them. Or if I say to you, Brian, I promise you, I'll have that for you tonight at five. Yeah. And I don't. And I do that over and over and over. Then my belief set starts to wane huh. a little bit. So the point there is that do you have ideas? Yes. Where do you write them down? Do you capture them? And then what do you do with them? When you capture them, I heard somebody say the other day, you know, I capture them and then I go back and look at them. Well, that's not the way to me to capture an idea. The way to capture an idea, if it's worth thinking about for five minutes, maybe you just brainstorm a little bit on that idea. And then if nothing comes to you from it, you say, you know what, that wasn't very good. But you have to kind of flesh it out and work through it a little bit. Do something with it. Give it some energy. Yeah. Concentricity. Concentricity. Mm -hmm. It's like concentric. It's like concentric concentric circles where your actions match your beliefs. Concentricity. Yeah. That's I feel a like whole I'm different spelling. podcast. Contra, yeah. Yeah, can, uh, what is the root? Contraindication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's English and German. Uh, any other pronunciations? <laughs> no. I'm not no. There. I love the guy who reads in the spelling bee, the guy who reads the words. I love that guy. I want to have him on the podcast. We can have him on the He's podcast. He's fantastic. Just to, just to say the words. Um, I've got one more. And okay. I, I cleared this. We've got our you know producer, Jenny Robbins. I cleared this. Because I thought, is this okay to say? Mm-hmm. All right, and I think this is something because I'm she's our producer. By. Because she's well, a she woman. fits this right. Okay. So it's what I call the feminization of sales and selling. The feminization of sales and selling. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that: sales in the old days. We had a few, a few podcasts ago. We heard a person use the word salesman, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it came. Sales used to come with this very aggressive, groin-oriented. Um, hunting this very this sort of thing that what used to be go kill win done it had that kind of barbaric feel to it right it was very very masculine target opinion. accounts and yes. slay the conquest dragon. accounts right <clears throat> sounds like we're going kill so, the elephant yes uh hunt eat kill it hunt, hunters hunt, farmers see yeah. all these things yeah I think the greatest gift we have going in sales right now is the what I call the feminization of sales. And what that is, is what stereotypically comes along with the, 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 the female persona is care and nurturing and taking care of others mm-hmm. and wanting to understand other people's points of view and feelings. And these days, I think our uh, buying system is is uh, done with the masculine version of that. Mm-hmm. They're tired of it. It wears people out. It sucks the energy out of people. And I think they are uh, are dying for this feminine nurturing, taking care of, understanding me, empathetic way to sell. Mm-hmm. So I'm very intrigued by that idea. And again, I mean that with all, like, I just think it's a wonderful thing. So you're, you're so. not saying women necessarily make better salespeople. You're saying no. it's the traits, it's, it's the, the traits it's that the, it's, carry. Yeah. Think of masculine and feminine as traits, not as biology People, here. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a masculine trait, feminine trait, stereotypically. So a female can have a masculine trait, a male can have a feminine yeah. trait. It's more about those are just using those words to define it. Um, but I think it's a wonderful thing. We think about the way that we teach people to operate right, in the sales right. role with high intent and with care and with wanting to do good for others, that sort of thing. I think that's a very, very intriguing yeah. topic. I was even thinking as you were talking that even this little idea of curiosity, I, I think um, I got to be careful here. I, I think that fits in with that is, yes. you know, tell me, tell me what's going on here. How are you yes. doing? Well, what happened when that occurred? Yeah. 
I think there's a there's a curiosity that goes along with that that sometimes the barbarian doesn't no, have no. because and Correct. again we're not talking about male female no. we're talking about no. just the traits so. yeah. yeah yeah it's, it's a, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting. I like that. That was a good topic. Yeah, so again, like uh, just a way to get you thinking. If you're listening to this on uh, 2x, maybe you slow it down, listen to it a little bit slower, and start to expand your own thought and give your give your I flex your ideal muscle. Yeah, if you good. will. So okay, that's it for today's episode. If you haven't already, uh, go to uh, download a free copy of our Ultimate Pregame Audio Program. Go do that right now. Give us your email address. We'll give you a free copy of that audio program. Great way to get prepared. Uh, for your sales game. Uh, and if you haven't joined the LinkedIn group, by all means, do that. We've got wonderful people there. We're up to about 46, 4,700 people in the LinkedIn group. And we'd love to see you there. It's advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn. That does it for today. We will see you next time on the Advanced Selling Podcast. You do a great job with that. Thank you very much. See you next time. Bye. Bye.